York's only throwback station, the new Party 1019. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Bobby Simmons in the building. In the place to be. Sitting directly next to me, ladies and gentlemen, it's the one and only Rico Davis is in the building. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? He got that single that's out right now, Disco Lover. Show you love on that. But we're going to talk about, about all that in a few minutes. First of all, let me say thank you and to your team of people oh, for coming here. Thank you. I thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, to come hang out with us and um, talk a little bit. Can you do that? Yeah, man. Uh, first and foremost, thank you. Oh, no, I'm an up-and-coming artist, you know. I'm not as known yet, well, so you, you, every platform, I appreciate it. You ain't no up-and-coming. You, you you Rico D in the building, <laughs> and we're going to let them know that. So I'll tell you what. You got a minute to hang out? I do. All course, right, man. Rico Davis is in the building. Y'all don't disappear nowhere because we're going to talk to Disco Lover. Let's so chop it up. Check it! <laughs> New York's only throwback station, the new Party 1019. Welcome back to the show. Bobby Simmons in the building with my special guest, Rico Davis, is here. And once again, thank you so much for uh, for hanging out with me. You're from Jersey. Yeah, I'm from Camden, New Jersey. I didn't know that. I, I literally thought, and I, I mean, I'm, no disrespect, but I thought you was from Harlem. Oh, nah. So you Jersey race. Harlem showed me a lot of love. So, so, so you're an R&B crooner. From out of Jersey, we first of all, I just want to say that we are definitely happy because we need a lot more new artists to do the type of music that you do. The, what you do, particularly on the song "Disco Lover," for those who haven't heard it yet, it's different. I mean, it's really way different. I'm talking about from where it seemed like it's going normal, but then it does a switch in the middle of the song to like mm -hmm. a whole nother vibe. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. It's, that's something that we haven't really had or heard in the music business in a long time. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, though, man. How did yeah. you even get started? Before that, you know, I was uh, heavily into being a cartoonist and drawing. I've just always been creative, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Always singing and things like that. Uh, what really drove it, you know, drove me in this direction fully was, you know, in Camden, it was just a lot of uh, gang-related stuff right. happening. And it was easy for us to get caught up in it. Mm -hmm. I was getting caught up with the wrong, you know, crowd. And right. After my mom whooped my ass several times, uh, you need that. Going. Yeah, yeah, you need yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. A round of applause for mine. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Shout no. out to mom. Yeah, Say, yeah, no, to mom. I don't want to hear nothing about nobody saying that's you know that's domestic <laughs> on the children. No, no, no. An ass whooping is, is valuable. Yeah, she uh, she got me in the right direction. I uh, just focused on school more and uh, my academics, and then she put me in uh, performing arts programs, mm -hmm. and my love for it just kind of just took over, man. Now, now speaking of that, because you, you brought up something that's interesting, where. The streets is, hasn't changed since you've been, because the streets seems to grow bigger and bigger. How did you find yourself to just steer away from it or people to steer you? Because I'm sure people tried to pull you back in. Yeah, definitely, you know, yeah. How did you find yourself in a place to say, look, I can't go there anymore? Beside mom's whipping your ass. I was going to say um, two things. Uh, the second is respect for my mom. Right. Uh, the first, actually, she just, she instilled a strong sense of self-value in us from birth. From childhood, I mean, you know, uh, so I just, you know, I see, I saw where one path was going, and I saw the other. You know, I, I got into the arts, and I was able to go to Italy and Germany, wow. and all these things as a kid. And um, the other stuff, you know, was more like getting arrested and wow. running from the cops and stuff that just wasn't really. I didn't enjoy it. So, so, yeah. th and that's the difference: running from the cops, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in Italy. It's like a whole. It's like you're, you're exposed flip. to a whole other world. And, and that definitely opens up someone's pores to say, like, wow, you know, yeah. I, I, I never thought that I'd be someplace Michael Jackson has, you know, right. you know, been at. So right, I'm right, here. Right, so right. I can do something here. Especially in Camden, man. It wasn't like, you know, unfortunately at that time, especially, there weren't a lot of examples for us right. to look at. Today right. we have plenty of examples. 
uh, people of melanin just rocking it. You know right, right, I mean? right. But back then, nah. Like, I watched MTV, and, you know, I had to draw inspiration, obviously from Usher and Michael Jackson, obviously, but, you know, it was mostly, uh, I didn't see too many brown-skinned pop stars and rock stars. Right. And one thing I, I did learn growing up is that, you know, we originated a lot of these. Of course. So, of course. So, yeah. so what would you call your style of music? I mean, I hate to say that because I always say that rhythm and blues is rhythm and blues, but people gives it, they give it another format that gives it a touch of a difference, a difference from yeah. R&B, you know. Uh, the foundation is definitely R&B, but uh, I, when you hear my project in totality, like it's, it, it really is just a range of pop, uh, rock, dance, and R&B music. Mm. You know, if I had to call it something, it would be those three genres. Right. Yeah. And who's some of the people that you, you, I mean, I know you mentioned Usher, but musically, who do you think influenced you the most? And most, do you play? Yeah. Do you, you know? Not yet, man. You don't play? I'm learning the guitar. Okay. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because yeah. you did that turns the girls on, right? You I mean, put a guitar not on. Just it's that, like not Prince. Just that. <laughs> <laughs> not just that, man. It's it's also just it helps with singing, right? What your pitch, and, right? Uh, exactly. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So you really a singer, singer? Yeah. I mean, I study music. You know, it's something you get better at. You know, day by day, you just keep practicing. Man. What do you think about? the male R&B singers today? In terms of the vocal aspect, I don't know, man. Like, I get auto-tune. Uh, I've used it on records, but, you know, you ask the people I work with, I don't record with it. I don't right. like it on my vocals. Like, I'd rather study and, and, you know, just keep getting better at staying on pitch and things like that, you know? I think it adds a, a certain quality to the records. You know, auto-tune is just a substitution for where people say, well, yeah, well, Roger Troutman and Teddy Riley did it, but Teddy Riley and Roger Troutman use it as an, a, a lead in an instrument, not a lead into to 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 make that your vocal the, performance the and ability. Yeah, yeah. When Roger Troutman did it, he used it because it was an, it was an instrumental part where he made it the sound right. for the record. Right. It wasn't like, well, I'm going to sing, and I need this to make me sound good or to make my vocals better. See, I like it in that aspect. Right, exactly. Yeah. Or same thing with Teddy Riley. When he mm -hmm. did the Teddy Jam, Aaron covered the vocals, but Teddy was doing that shop, shop, you know, all that stuff on the, on the keyboard. So people try to use that, and you can't use that as an example. No, yeah. They use the instrument, that sound as a tool. Even Stevie Wonder, they all did, but Stevie Wonder could ball. But he could sing. Exactly. You know? He didn't make his whole album where, well, let me use the, the, the they called it the vocoder back then. Yeah. You know, like, to, to, in the to, 70s. Right. You know, to, to my Funky Town. You remember exactly. Funky Town? Yeah. In his defense. Rico is on his way. Jacquees. <laughs> Say something, Jacquees. Say something. Rico Davis is in the building. Play around. Let's, you get stomped. Go ahead. Go ahead. In Jacquees' defense uh, and anyone else that. that not, that's me saying it. That's not hey, you. No, no, no. I, listen, nothing but respect, man. I love the opinions. What I, I'll say is, though, like. You gotta just here's the thing. I present this to people. And okay. I, I humbly say this too. There's a difference between singers and recording artists. And this is something that people have to understand because you'll you'll probably enjoy more music. A singer is a singer, and that's what you'll hear on record. A recording artist is someone that mastered their sound on record. So it's a difference. Sometimes they mix in singing, sometimes they rap. I actually consider myself more of a recording artist. Right. You know what I mean? I know plenty of soulful R&B singers who I feel will actually excel in that lane more than me vocally. You right. know what I mean? Uh, but what I do on record is just a combination of influences. So don't get too hung up on singing and yada yada. You know, just appreciate the music. 
That's dope. That's, that's a great analysis, and, and I totally agree. And I've heard your work, so I'm saying I can put you in the lane with artists like Maxwell or the Anthony Hamilton, oh, wow. or even Thank with you, the Erica Badu's and the Jill Scotts, those kind of artists. You know, the Raheem Devon, all those Thank cats. You. Thank you. I can put you in that family because they're the ones that are still trying to keep R&B music safe. Right. You know, R&B music had suffered a lot. Um, you had, like I mentioned, some artists who. Who you know? You still go out to see them. Kind of saved it. R. Kelly, for me, held that body of R&B music for so many years. Mm-hmm. You know, being very different vocally and even writing-wise and style-wise. Um, my question I'm asking to you now: Do you think we will ever have another artist like him in black music, R&B music today? Uh, like him, no. Well, I don't mean personal. Okay. I don't mean it now. I'm talking about. Mu- Let me rephrase that. Musical. Because uh, we can't ex- yeah, we can't yeah, escape yeah. him musically. No, you know, yeah, it's of it's, not. it's the childhood of our life. Like we can try to escape it, but we can't. I mean, I don't mean to put nobody in this position or put you in this position. It's like yeah, I just cool, told yeah. somebody about the Bill Cosby syndrome. You know, though he was a pig, and they muted his TV show during the time he was going to trial. But once he went to jail, you can see the Cosby Show five days a week now. Um, but to answer your question, for Art Kelly, like, yeah, he was, he was the pioneer of it, right? You know, especially mainstream, and uh, exactly, he can, he can never take away what he did. Um, musically, musically, yeah, can't take away what he did. And if, the reality is, you know, just like there's night and day, like we all have our night and day, right? It's not one person who hasn't, uh, you know, done something they're not too proud of. In his case, obviously, that, you know, all of that stuff is just horrific. Exactly. And I'm completely against exactly. any abuse of any children or anybody, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, you know, he he was a gatekeeper. There you go. And what I, what I would say is, you know, anyone that's not, if your goal is not to send healing to those girls um, and send energy to him, healing energy to him, because mm-hmm. clearly that's something that, you know, he probably went through. If, if you're not doing that, I would just wouldn't even say anything about it. Here's the thing, like like I said, no one could judge anybody. Right, right, right. Um, that's well, why I, I could said, in this point, right? unless you're gonna, <laughs> unless yeah. uh, I mean, no, you know, feel free. It's your prerogative. Mm-hmm. When I say no one could judge, what I'm saying is, unless you're gonna also lay up about all right. your stuff, right, right, and be okay, then all you should be doing, if if I'm gonna say you should do anything, all you should be doing is trying to heal the girls, right. Throwing hate his way and all of those things, scolding him. Uh, he's a, his karma's taking care of all of that. There you, you feel go. me? Like he's gonna pay for what he did. Yo, and, I, and, yo, yeah, I love this dude. You actually summed it up in a way where, like you just said, you know, it's not a we, we're not here to throw hate. Tell everybody uh, where they can purchase your music at right now. Uh, yeah, uh, it's available worldwide: Spotify, Apple Music, all of that. Just to say a bit about the record, um, I want to give a special thanks to my co-producer Keith Vaughn, um, Frank Cathcart. You know who's the man down at East Side Sound, Jason Pittman. Uh, y'all should know him from Party Like a Rockstar. Mm. Um, and yeah, just thank you to everyone that helped out with the record. We shot the video on Staten Island uh, All right. in January. Just check out the record. It's going to make you feel good. It's going to make you shake your tail feather. Well, then there you go. <laughs> show him some love. Show my man Rico D. Or Davis. Show, <laughs> show him some love. I thank you, man. I appreciate you thank took you, the bro. time to come down and hang out here, man, thank with me, man. Sir. Show my man some love, Rico. Thanks for coming to hang out, man. Thank you, bro. We'll be back, y'all. Don't disappear nowhere. Check it! New York's only throwback station, the new Party 1019.